This is Rogers TV. Brantford. Welcome to Think Millennial. I'm Ben Strasser. I'm Matt Mannon. And we're here tonight with, uh, we've got an awesome uh, lineup of guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now we're going to go out to the field. We've got Dusty Zemanek out on the field. And here we go. Today I'm here with Dusty Zemanek and uh, here at Easy Grow Farms. And he's going to give us a little bit of a tour about kind of what he does. Um, and super excited to be here, Dusty. So thank yeah. you for having us. Thanks for coming down. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, extremely <laughs> honored. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, to the south coast here in Norfolk County. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in Langton, Ontario, just outside, uh, about uh, 15 minutes north of Long Point. And we're right behind us is our strawberry propagation facility, uh, one of the fields that we build every year. Um, here at Easy Grow Farms, uh, I've only farmed since 1935. Yeah. And it's uh, been a farm of many hats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been fun. That's amazing. You were just giving me a bit of a tour wandering around, and uh, like you have so much going on here, uh, which is amazing. How did you get started um, farming? Farming's always been our, in our blood. I'm a fourth-generation farmer. Um, never thought that I would actually be coming back to the farm after a life that led me to Nova Scotia for school, then into the beer world, working for a large brewer. I started getting the itch back. I was yeah. missing being in the field. I was missing the, the flexibility and the entrepreneurial side of farming and agriculture. Yeah. And so when I came back to farm in 2014, um, there has been times I've maybe looked back mm -hmm. into the past thinking, yeah. what if? Yeah. But now we're, we're inundated. I'm part of the farm and part of the ownership structure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all steam ahead yeah. here. That's mm -hmm. amazing. And uh, you actually you happen to mention it there that you were in the beer, beer world. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool too because as well as you're into the farming industry, you're also in the brewing industry as well with Hometown Brew Co. Yeah. Which do you want to say a couple things about that? Yeah. We, uh, we launched the, the brewery um, officially last September in September 2016. Uh, I went to a commercial production in January. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our beers use products that we mm -hmm. actually grow here on the farm, including our blueberries uh, that are behind the tree line back there, uh, the introduction of Hometown Hop Co. Mm -hmm. um, myself and my two cousins yeah. uh, based here in Norfolk County. Uh, yeah, the brewery in nine months from LCBOs to beer stores to mm -hmm. bars and weddings. Uh, it's uh, really come together. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, I think now we're going to kind of take a wander around and check out some other different things. 100%. Well, Dusty, what is this monstrosity? Other than being a giant loan, it's our automatic blueberry harvester. This isn't a labor replacement, it's yeah. a labor complement. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll work beside our manual labor. And uh, this machine is effectively our blueberry harvester. Mm -hmm. uh, what we'll do is we'll bring it into the row and it's, effect it's, a, it's a blueberry combine. Mm -hmm. uh, these large white bristles uh, will beat the bush up lightly. Yeah. And as the berries drop off, we completely set the settings. Different, different varieties need different settings. Some, some are harder to get the berries off than others. They'll go up to the second story um, and we'll actually collect uh, the blue fresh and ready for market berries. Yes, so why don't you give us kind of the, the background here, the history of where we are standing right now. Yeah, welcome to the blueberry field. Um, the first bushes were planted in the early 70s by my grandfather, Ed. Um, he was one of the first uh, to get into blueberry production for Ontario, mm -hmm. high bush blueberry production. Um, and we haven't looked back. Uh, ever since then, they've, this, the family and the farm has been slowly saving some money every mm -hmm. year to plant a couple more acres, a couple mm -hmm. more acres. And now we have uh, loosely 32 to 35 acres uh, behind us, uh, which makes us one of the largest uh, blueberry producers in Ontario. Yeah. Now that being said, we got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as you get outside of Ontario, we are a small drop in the yeah. bucket. The entire industry itself in Ontario is roughly 500 acres of blueberries grown mm -hmm. um, in the province. Then you go to BC, that is 25,000. Oh, wow. You go to Nova Scotia of low bush, but still blueberries, 32,000 acres. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're very, we make uh, very small waves in the, in the giant pond. Mm -hmm. But uh, for Ontario, we feed national grocers yeah. uh, for the entire July and August. We do set the standard for bricks levels, for sugar levels, for size and for shippability and shelf life. So we may, we may be small, yeah. but we do help set the standard for, uh, for blueberries here in Ontario yeah. and Canada. That's great. And yeah, these are the blueberries that we use in the Saison. Yeah. Like I was saying, uh, when we're talking to Harvester, we have 11 different varieties that helps us extend our season from the first week of July all the way until hopefully the first mm -hmm. week of September, last week of August. 
um, and we're continually doing trialing it to protect us from the winter, uh, to create a, a stronger plant, which of course gives us more blueberries, and uh, thinking we're expanding daily. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> Dusty, we're down here at plot two, mm -hmm. and you've got, you just said you had something like two million plants sitting here, which yeah. is absolutely incredible to see. Uh, you're doing amazing things with some research. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, doing some uh, innovation research over in Europe and Spain, uh, where a lot of the breeding and innovation is coming out of. Uh, of course, there's a lot happening here in North America, but we're trying to bring something unique and different to our customers here. Um, so going over there, uh, looking for different varieties and different ways how they're producing different uh, production methods and styles. Uh, so this one variety is from a, D a Dutch breeding company. Mm -hmm. um, this June-bearing style, style strawberry plant, I apologize, mm -hmm. uh, will be going into, like I said earlier, into our Canadian greenhouse growers, uh, greenhouses. With this style of plant, we can actually exact what happens inside the strawberry plant. Again, non-GMO, yeah. this is strictly feeding the plant at the right time. Uh, we can exact on, on the fruit truss in the crown uh, how much production the plant will actually receive mm -hmm. by literally giving it the best opportunity to grow. Um, so other trialing we're doing is, is with uh, microorganisms uh, by offering the, the best support system in the soil so we have to uh, reduce our spray. Uh, we're as well working with our customers around the world for uh, letting them know what we sprayed and how much we sprayed so that we're also reducing disease resistance along the pipeline. Um, different, uh, different styles of varieties, uh, watering techniques, and as well shipping times mm -hmm. and setting dates. So it's, it's a lot that's going on here <laughs> and it's an uh, organizational nightmare, yeah. but uh, somebody's writing it down somewhere, I hope. <laughs> uh, we actually teamed up with a company from Brantford, Cravo. Um, the point of this greenhouse, uh, will, which will be one of the largest installments uh, in Canada, um, is it's a fully retractable system. Um, what we're going to be doing here is actually we're able to start our mother plants earlier in the season, mm. uh, which gives us a hardier plant when we're ready to set into the field, like into the plots that we've just seen. Um, and we're, we're increasing our efficiencies by only having single harvests. Uh, and the beauty of this retractable system is that we're able to keep it closed in the spring, uh, trap the heat in and start earlier. In the summer, retract the roofs and retract the walls so that we have an outdoor grown style plant. And then once it starts to cool off like it is right now, yeah. we're able to zip it back up and give the plant extension into the season that otherwise we wouldn't have access to. Welcome back, and now we have to go to break, but after this, we've got Brett Benson coming into the studio. Stay right there. by Rogers Anyplace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyplaceTV.com. I'm truly phenomenal. Believing is optional. Forbes, Waterloo, Toyota, Kitchener, Rangers Hockey on Rogers TV. Fanboys and fangirls everywhere are going ma, ma. for the on YTV. <laughs> Get it? No. I like it, says Bad Spellers News. F-O-N. Fun. I rushed my cake. Interrupting underwear says... Ugh. So don't miss The Loud House, or you'll be the kid who missed The Loud House. <gasps> the show Yeah Fine Infinity calls Yeah Fine. Yeah Fine. <gasps> Do not miss out on The Loud House. Weekdays at 4.30 on YTV. You know the story when the RCAF said Mach 2 fighter, two place, thousand mile range, the British said it was impossible. The Yanks tried twice and failed. They said, you're dreaming. We said, fine, we'll build it right here in Toronto. And now you guys, my guys, are saying that it can't be done, that they were right? Now that's the rocket that we used to get the model up to speed and then the onboard sensor tells me. Come on, baby. Damn it! But we did it according to your specs. The specs have changed. Although the government cancelled the project and destroyed the prototypes, 
the Avro Arrow remains for Canada a world benchmark in aerospace achievement. Welcome back. Welcome uh, back. <laughs> we're joined in studio today with Brett Benson. Um, Brett, I'd say we've probably known each other a little over a year now, a year and a few months. Long enough. Long enough, yeah. Long Way too enough. long. Way yeah. too long. Um, but we actually met you because of the, the network group. That's right. Um, I believe it was your brother that uh, brought you out. Do you want to touch a little bit on that? We'll kind of go yeah. back through our history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my brother's friend actually found out about what you guys were doing at uh, Bell City when you held your first meeting. And uh, he dragged my brother out, and in turn, my brother dragged me out. So we really didn't know what was going on and didn't really know what to expect. And we show up to Bell City with a group of six people, I think, five or six. And uh, we thought, man, what have we gotten ourselves into? Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of guys sitting around a table. And I thought, well, at least there's beer. Yeah. <laughs> What else can you ask for, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember after that first night. Uh, eventually, Matt and I, I believe, came to sit down with you just to kind of uh, meet with you, talk to you, get to know you a little bit better. Um, and I mean, since then, we've kind of we've done so much, uh, like as a group together. Like Brett came on as the the president pretty early on, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and it's been it's been really cool. All the different things that we've been able to do together. Um, you got any favorite things that we've done over the last? year I can think of. Oh man, <laughs> I where, where, where do you begin really? I mean, uh, with with the large charity events that we've done, it's been pretty exciting to be part of that. Um, giving back to our community is uh, kind of a soft spot in my heart. So um, I think the best part of what we've been able to do is give people a way to give back because mm -hmm. especially I think millennials, they, they don't know how to do that. They don't know what avenue to go down. And so we've created that uh, mm -hmm. that path for people to go down. So yeah, our big charity events are excellent and meeting all these these people all across Ontario. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's been a wild experience. Yeah. Have you noticed a difference at all between or you were the first president that we've had? Yeah. Have you noticed a big difference between any of the other cities and the presidents they have there? Well, each city has a different dynamic that, that they work with. Um, so you've got different traits with every president that's brought on. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the one common factor between us all is we love people. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of what we base everything off of, like what we do. When, when we first, I guess we'll get backtracked, when we first met you, what were you doing for work? Uh, that time I was, uh, I was uh, the appliance manager for uh, Salt and Pepper here in Brantford. Yep. Um, and uh, really helped, uh, helped with renovations there and get things going. Um, which is a really great experience to work with their team there and uh, yeah, had a, r a lot of fun bringing on suppliers and getting relationships set up so they could be uh, successful selling appliances. And you're not there anymore, what are you doing? No, so now uh, now I'm a territory manager for GE Appliances Canada, um, one of the suppliers that uh, I helped set up um, with salt and pepper and uh, the national training manager for GE, um, her and I had uh, I formed a relationship uh, through Salt and Pepper, and uh, she saw my my qualities and thought that I'd be an excellent fit to come on board with them. So the building connections and friendships through business has always been big for you, then. Yeah, my my whole life has always revolved around people, and uh, I mean it's it's spiraled uh, exponentially <laughs> in the last year and a half. So, uh, but I can't complain with that one bit. You're welcome. <laughs> high fives all around. Yeah. That's right. No, no, no. no? Oh, okay, I'm not going to take a high five. I'll just sit here. <laughs> um, so, what what has been the best event that you've you've held so far with Brantford? Where was it? The best social or the best, yeah, best social? The best social. Well, the best social we've ever had was actually at Mash Paddle Brewing Company. Uh, they hold Plug. soft uh, soft spot in my heart. Uh, Teddy Schulten, the owner there, and his team they're uh, they're they're pretty incredible, and uh, they love the community here. Um, so we held a social with them back in February, mm -hmm. and uh, we had some excellent numbers. I think we had almost 78 people out to that wow. social. So um, it was my most uh, proud moment to have all those people in one room together at one time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I remember making a comment of that that social, saying, you know, our our premise of business is that no one in this room is untouchable. No one in this room is un unapproachable. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are, then there's the door. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're that's what we love about our group is everybody is uh, approachable and everybody wants to hear what you got going on. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've seen from you in that year, and it's happened to me as well, is the people that we were hanging out with and we we're surrounding ourselves with have completely changed. Completely. So you've got. Completely. You didn't know the, probably your four best friends right now. No, nope. you didn't know them a year ago, did you? No, nope. actually, uh, no one, no one really that I spend time with now um, 
I, I didn't know them prior to the network group. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a few of my extremely close friends, like Kyle Coyne from a coin roofing plug, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's uh, he's offered some incredible insight uh, to my life and met him through the network group. Uh, now, Mike Grant from Royal Machine Solutions, he uh, I've known him all my life, but it was uh, really exciting to bring him into the picture um, uh, and uh, have him come on board with what we're doing mm -hmm. and. and um, all the, both of those uh, people and businesses have been uh, great uh, sponsors to our group. Right, uh, Clint as well. Yeah, Clinton Ben from uh, Caliber Metal Building Erectors. Four. Uh, he's also <laughs> he he's uh, joined our group in the last probably six seven months. Something like so. That. Yeah. And uh, you know he's uh, he's taller and has more hair than me, but that doesn't mean we can't be friends. So <laughs> he's much taller. <laughs> I feel like this. I need a, a cushion underneath me, so I that's right. Same height yeah. as him. <laughs> You're just abnormally large. I'll take I'm regular that. size. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, have you learned anything from the network of building connections? Yeah, you know, uh, I was always told in my sales career that um, you can't judge a book by its cover, and uh, I tried to be diligent with that and and never judge somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned really quick that I didn't even know what I was talking about before uh, before uh, coming on board. With Can we get that in writing? Yeah, <laughs> even better than video. Uh, because you know all the people we've met, um, in one way or another, they've offered insight into my own personal life, our members' lives, mm -hmm. or. Um, anybody that that kind of is connected in one way or another with our network group mm -hmm. and uh, you know especially when we started we, we were so um, focused on business and we realized pretty quickly that we're we're in this together in life so it's you don't have to own your own business you can right. you can be a professional you can just love your craft and and we'd love to connect with you so mm -hmm. I think it's been really cool to watch like kind of all of our growth over the last year and a half too like looking at like before we didn't we not that we didn't want to public speak or get in front of people to talk I but we want to. <laughs> but we'd have that moment in front like at the like Movember event or masquerade event or fiesta event and we kind of say um, okay who wants the mic and in yeah. the beginning everybody's kind of like it's like a hot potato everybody's trying to pass it off to the next <laughs> guy and now now like yourself you're like I want it I'm in yeah. and it's just it's been cool to see that transition like we're all a little more comfortable with all of that yeah. um, and I think that's that's pretty amazing yeah yeah, my most, I think the exciting thing has been the personal growth, the oh, connections as well, but I've, I've grown as a person so much in absolutely. the past year. Well, you know, you, you, you are the average of the people you surround yourself yeah. with, so, um, you okay. know. Okay, unfortunately, I'm going to have yeah. to interrupt you, Brett, um, but we're, the next segment is going to be Tiffany um, with Think Beer. Uh, we're super excited to have that going, and uh, here we go. Here's Tiffany. Tuesday at 7. Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. It was my daughter's birthday. She was blowing out the candles on her cake when we heard coming from the TV. So we stopped and listened. And it helped us get to safety. That's why when I think of I think of my daughter's birthday. Because now she gets to keep having them. Mr. Blake! Jacques! What? They're coming! Hold them up! Find something! Jacques, I'm telling you for the last Come time! Are the Canadians finished? This plan coming back on the hey, ice! Come on, come on, give us something! Please, please, How gentlemen. many stitches? Gentlemen, please! Go! Go! Hey, come on. on November 1st, 1959, Jacques Plant of the Montreal Canadiens broke with tradition. You're a brave man, Mr. Plant, standing up to him like that. 
and changed the face of hockey forever. Welcome to Think Beer. I'm a beer blogger, beer enthusiast, traveler, and opportunist. And I love to bring you guys segments every week about craft beer industry. So today, we've got Dennis here. He's co-owner of Bell City Brewing in Brantford, one of our two breweries in this town. And thank you for having us here today, Dennis. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about Bell City. So why don't you lay into us? Here? Sure. Um, well, uh, Bell City, we're uh, almost five years old. Um, We've been in Brantford in this location for two and a half years. Uh, we celebrate our birthday uh, every year in February. And uh, so we've been uh, operating here, brewing beer in Brantford. And uh, we've had an opportunity to brew all sorts of weird beers. Some of them you've tasted, some of you participated in. Um, we've done uh, habanero chili pepper. We've done uh, Captain Crunch beer. We've done uh, s'mores beer which we're just about to release and you know it's a smoked chocolate milk stout with marshmallows and graham crackers I mean that's pretty extreme yeah so. it's kind of cool so they've got some of their uh, basic lineup so you've got beers that are just for everyday beers beers you can session on beers you can drink till the cows come home so to speak yeah. and then you guys are really innovative here so it's something that's kind of appealing to me at Bell City is that you are using these interesting ingredients and you're bringing in things that are kind of beyond your four basic ingredients but are still a lot of fun to play around and experiment with so I give you guys kudos for being a little bit Thanks. different and kind of having a bit of originality and a lot of fun because it must get boring to make the same one beer over and over again yeah, I mean, we've, we try, and thank you very much for that, but we try to do a, a new beer every month. Uh, we have our, uh, our core, and people are coming back to drink the core, and uh, sometimes we have some seasonals, and, and we like when people come in and they go, when are you going to bring that out again? When are you going to bring the real, real uh, you know, McCoy, or when are you going to bring the, the RIPA, our rye IPA? That's uh, what I want to know. Yeah. That one back. Cautionary <laughs> our, ale. Cautionary ale, right? <laughs> and our stout. So uh, we'll probably bring those back in the winter because they're Sweet. really big beers. And in the summer, you know, we have beers that we bring out. Uh, so we like hearing when, when people are like, when are you bringing that back? It's creating a lot of interest. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And in addition to that, why don't you tell everyone about that you can get food here? I don't know if everyone's aware of this. So you guys have recently expanded. I guess that was still quite a few yep. months ago, but uh, it's a lot bigger in the area than it used to be, and you guys have a menu, and if I can say so myself, what goes along well with beer is food, and you guys are making a really good menu, so why don't you share a little bit about, you know, where that comes from, uh, how yep. you guys are kind of using local ingredients, and yeah. just making it um, So yeah, we did open up our beer bistro, uh, as we're calling it here. Uh, it is a, a, a tap room where you can have a pint or two. Uh, we thought you know, what better to, you know, feature the beers is to have a food menu. Um, we didn't want to, you know, serve, um, I guess, the usual. So we came up with a lot of different uh, food uh, items, which is, again, like our beer. So, you know, a pickled pepper uh, bacon grilled cheese, uh, which is awesome. You've had that. Yeah. And our, uh, <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah. And, you know, our... our uh, um, sliders, our beef sliders are awesome as well. So they're not the usual, you know, hamburger sliders, but they're like a braised beef slider and they're delicious as well. Of course, you know, those things, uh, we try to kind of pair them up with our different food, uh, our beer uh, selection. And um, yeah, so people are enjoying that, uh, coming in, uh, having, you know, surprise in their face that they have food here, right? <laughs> wow, you guys have food. And the surprise that they actually uh, think the food's really great. And, yeah. that, you know, we've been kind of, uh, we've been nominated for uh, Best New Restaurant uh, by the local newspaper. Oh, nice. So, you know, if, if people are watching, they can vote online and... Uh, we never thought we'd be a nominated for Best New Restaurant. We're a brew pub. <laughs> so, cool, yeah. cool. And it really invites people in to stay a little bit longer, too, yeah. right? and enjoy their time because you can stay for dinner and play the board games. Yeah. I think I have a really good retro game of Connect Four going on, so if anyone wants to come in and challenge me to a little Connect Four over a pint and a flatbread, 
I'm totally down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we make it uh, welcoming. We have a, a big selection of board games. Um, people are uh, bringing their families here, and they're like, are kids allowed in? And I'm like, absolutely, you know. Uh, there's board games, there's food, there's beer. So, uh, again, it's... Uh, I think I've heard from a few people uh, on our reviews is that they they like coming in and that we're so inviting and we're not beer snobby. We're like welcoming here, have a beer, <laughs> try it. And if they don't like it, you know, pour them something different. So, yeah. yeah, it's a good vibe. It's a good vibe. That English man, though, I still don't know if his accent's real or not, but <laughs> we can discuss that at, at another time. Um, and then to go back a little bit, what's kind of your background? Like why, I know you yeah. and Mutu is the other owner uh, who's traveling off in India today because he's always doing random things around the world that have to do with beer. Um, but he's, you know, the big brewing side of this as well. But what kind of made you two decide to jump into this business and, and, sure. and make it a go? And are you still... Uh, sort of where you thought you'd be at, and are you still Are we still happy? having fun? Yeah, are you still having fun? That's, that's a good question. I think you are, but yeah. <laughs> you can make that official. Yeah. I, I still am having fun. I have a lot of passion in this business, and we've had a lot of passionate discussions about it, and, and uh, that's one thing I'm not lacking for sure. Um, you know, Mutu is my partner. We met in the industry. Uh, I'm going to say a few things about him because he's my he's my significant other, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's he's a brewing rock star. He is in India. He's going to China as well. He's doing some fact finding uh, on some equipment, and um, you know we. Uh, He's been in the business 27 years. I've been wow. in the business now like 16 years. Um, and when we met uh, at another large brewery, uh, we said, you know, uh, I think we both had the entrepreneurial spirit and uh, we also knew beer. So that was a good, uh, good match, a match made in heaven. I love the <laughs> business side, um, the, the planning side, the, the marketing side, and he, you know, I could homebrew, and I've not blinded myself on any of my homebrews, <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, I, I, he's the expert, and I leave it to him. So I, I know enough to give him a hard time and, and yeah. be dangerous, but, uh, but we're a good match. We, we work well together, and, you know, we're five years in. Uh, I'm still having fun. Uh, a lot's changed in the industry, you know, uh, in the last two years with grocery stores coming on board. Uh, you know, the beer store now uh, is welcoming, you know, craft brewers in there. So uh, the industry continues to change and you got to be on your toes. So thank you for your time. Mutu, you. sorry you're not here to join us, but we'll get you next time. Cheers, Mutu. And I'd like to see cheers, yeah, to Bell City, to the future, to the past to all the fun and shenanigans that go on here. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers. So thanks again for watching. Tiffany from Think Beer, and we'll catch you next time. Toyota Kitchener Rangers Hockey on Rogers TV. Who is this woman? She's my um, secretary. It is our sacred duty to defend the world. Diana! I think it screwed up with your daughter. It did. Love isn't easy. That's why they call it love. I don't really get that. I thought I could just start saying something and something small would come out. We're supposed to be at City Hall. We're gonna build it right here. Oh, yeah, sure. And give wetsuits to all the visitors? <laughs> no, on the water. Hey, come on, we're talking about building something the size of 64 city blocks. And there's no land left in Montreal. So, get serious. Listen, we'll build islands. How? Dig up Montreal? <laughs> <laughs> They're digging a subway, remember? You take it from there, and you put it here. Twelve months and 25 million tons of fill later, 
St. Helens Island was reshaped and Eel Notre Dame was created. Come on, we don't want to keep Mayor Drapa waiting, do we? Montreal's Expo 67. It would prove to be the most successful World's Fair of the 20th century. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on Think Millennial. I'm joined by Brett Benson and Dusty Zamanek. Thank you guys for being here today. Yeah, Welcome thanks. back. Glad yeah. you're, you're out of the, you're off the field. We're both back now. Yep, yep. Um, showered yeah, up. You showered up, yeah, cleaned yeah. up. Um, thank you very much. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, just like that. How'd you get here so fast? <laughs> uh, thank you, Dusty, for joining us now, mm -hmm. um, and Brett as well. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for having us um, out to your farm. Yeah. Uh, Easy Row Farms. Is that plug number five? Yes. I think it's five more or than six. That, yeah. Five yeah. or six, maybe. Yeah. I can um, count. <laughs> but thank you for uh, having us there. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty cool. I had no idea, like the amount of detail that you went into on all, like the strawberries, the blueberries, everything. Like that's just it blew me away. Like when I was thinking about it, like for looking at strawberries, I never really went into that detail or thought that far into what actually goes into making sure that that ends up on a grocery shelf mm -hmm. or at a farmer's market or something like that. Right. So that was pretty amazing. No, and it's great for opportunities like this uh, and like getting uh, like, like you guys out there mm -hmm. um, to really broadcast and showcase that this is the work that goes in. So whenever there's issues with pricing or why does my fruit look like this or how <laughs> does this get here, mm -hmm. yeah. there's a lot of stories and it's great uh, for opportunities to show uh, what, uh, what goes on with, with many products. For mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up knowing you were going to work on the farm or wanting to work on the farm? To be honest, I never thought I'd be there. Really? Um, going to university out in Nova Scotia, then entering an uh, opportunity for doing sales for a large national brewer. I thought that was my path. I thought I was going to end up on the West Coast or maybe working for uh, Loblaws or whatnot. I never thought the farm was back for me, <laughs> um, but my parents said you have to go to university or college, get an get education, and then work for someone else. So before you even think about coming back to the farm. Wow. So that was like, you know, get some experience before the opportunity. Yeah. That way it's my choice. Yeah. And That's um, awesome. here, here we are now rocking <laughs> and having fun. Yeah. How long did you say that your family had owned that farm? Uh, that, that farm there has been since the mid-30s. Wow. Um, uh, fourth generation there and always uh, from, from immigrants uh, from both Belgium and uh, at the time Czechoslovakia, but Slovakia. Um, and uh, it's, it's been a farm of many hats. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. So recently, actually, just it just happened, uh, you were named Ontario's Young Farmer of yeah. the Year? Yep. Yep, yep. exactly. Mm -hmm. So you, Ontario Young Farmer oh. of the Year, that's, that's, that's very that's impressive, huge. very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. And Thank you. When we were, I can't remember um, if it was off camera or on, but when we were there on Monday, mm -hmm. you kind of were talking about the history about yeah, I know, I'm moving my hands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get out of here. <laughs> um, but we were talking about um, kind of the stages that you went through. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. <laughs> with the stages that you went through and the people that you, you met as you went, like you were mm -hmm. taking uh, positions with different agricultural associations, yep. and you were meeting all these people that kind of helped you reach the point that you are at now, mm -hmm. um, being on the farm, working on the farm, being able to win the awards. And kind of the topic of today is um, the importance of building strong relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so is there anything that you wanted to say on that? And just. I mean, I might have just taken all the words out of your no, mouth. No, honestly, <laughs> trust, the, trust the process. Yeah. Um, when I came back to the farm, uh, it w I knew that I loved what I was doing, uh, that I loved the idea of it, but how was I going to make it mine? Mm -hmm. And I think that was what I started listening, started getting involved, and I was, I was 25 years old. I didn't own anything. I was nothing to, to many people, so I just literally opened my ears and get, got involved. And everything from meeting you guys to like, I mean, I never thought in a million years I'd be sitting here mm -hmm. on TV talking about this with, with you gentlemen that I met yeah. months ago. And now we, we talk in the frequent, like on the frequent and mm -hmm. try to get involved. And mm -hmm. that's what really I wanted. There was, there's no choice, but mm -hmm. uh, let's find out what's out there. <laughs> and one thing led to another. And I think uh, many people, let's just dive on in. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. How did your parents take it when you wanted, you had ideas, new ideas, fresh ideas, and you wanted to change things? How did they take it? Prove it. 
Um, that's <laughs> wow. <laughs> literally, they said prove it. Prove it. Yeah. They're like, all right, you want you want to rock and roll? Okay, prove it. Both both you know using numbers and figures. I mean, Microsoft yeah. Excel is an amazing tool, uh, just uh, really for a costing perspective, for forecasting and whatnot. But as well as okay, this is what you want to do. Now let's let's do it together. Uh, we want to make sure it fit with our existing program, also for expansion. And the biggest thing was to not sacrifice what we were already doing. <laughs> we didn't want our expansion to sacrifice our product that was paying the bills currently. Right. So getting to that point of walking before running. So last year was a trial period. We got a good, great, great understanding of the plan and of the product. Now let's do it. So we didn't dive in. Uh, we didn't dive in large investment into anything at one point. Crawl, walk or no, crawl before you walk. Exactly. <laughs> it's incredibly supportive of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. uh, it was neat. And great. Brett, uh, recently, well, not recently, probably, what would have been when you did the craft beer experience? Uh, held my first uh, food and craft beer experience night in May. In May. This year. So, yep. and that was like a whole um, kind of, I forget the word now, it's, I'm going blank, but you brought a whole bunch of people together in that space to be able to create that night and that, that event. Like you had Chef Andreas. Yes. You had yep. Teddy Schulten of yep. Mash Paddle. Um, and you guys just came together to to make this awesome experience for our members, for general public. Yep. Um, yep. And I think it's cool now that you guys are actually, um, you've got something coming up too. Did you guys want to talk about that at all? Yeah. Um, you know, with this, you know, obviously what we do at Millennial Network Group, we love local. Um, and we love bringing the people together. So my thought was, especially with the first one we held, is bring a local chef, uh, a local brewery or winery, and, um, and, uh, and, and use a local space and, and give people an experience. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's very seldom that you, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you order food, they drop it off, and you eat and you go home. You know, but we want to have that experience where it's one-on-one -on -one with a chef or even, you know, a group of people with a chef because it's that's what people crave. So um, our first uh, event in May was really successful, and uh, and so because of that, um, we're uh, we're looking to partner with uh, Dusty Zamanek from hometown, and uh, and Ryan Devlin from Devlin's, um, and uh, we're going to use the Wincy Mills um, uh, space in Paris. Uh, okay. They've got a r really nice uh, oh. test kitchen there. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. It's probably going to be the end of October for that. Awesome. So definitely, everybody, pay attention to Facebook, and yeah. that'll probably be the best way to follow up Absolutely. on that and see Absolutely. where that goes. And if you haven't been to Wincy Mills, people gotta go. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paris is already great, but you know, Wincy Mills uh, is is a fantastic place for people to go and check out local stuff. So, mm -hmm. and recently Paris got even better because two people just moved there that are amazing. That's right. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. You <laughs> and I. Yeah. It's just. Uh, it's a little bit worse, but a little bit better. Worse <laughs> on your part, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, something else that's really exciting. You have guys your one-year birthday coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we legally became a brewery uh, September seventh uh, last year. Uh, so it's our one-year anniversary coming up here. So we're having a little, a little function uh, down on the farm in yeah. the middle of the blueberry patch. Yeah. Uh, that we re really want to spotlight so and thank. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to interrupt you oh. right there, Dusty. Yeah. But we'll be right back. Tuesday at 7. Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. Fell. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I'm not driving. I'm way too stoned. How are you feeling, beer? Oh, since we had that talk, I'm not driving tonight at all. What, what about, about you, Dave? You only had a couple of drinks. And only a couple of puffs. I don't drink and drive. No way I'm getting behind the wheel when I smoked weed, too. How are we getting home, then? You can drive, Dave. Come on, Dave. Take one for the team, buddy. Don't let weed and alcohol influence your decision to drive. Yeah, I need a ride. The world's most famous Canadian, Grey Owl, just back from a triumphant British tour, is to be a reluctant guest at a gathering of First Nations. Archie, you may not realize this, but right now you are the most famous Red Indian in the world. These are your people. You have to be there. 
Come on, Harold. Let's go. Sure, I'm sure. His name is Archie Bellini. And if he's a Red Indian, I'm the king of China. It is an honor to meet the man called Grey Owl, who has brought much respect for our people. Imposter, rascal, dreamer. <laughs> and yet the Englishman who called himself Grey Owl awoke the whole world to our vanishing wilderness. My brother says, men become what they dream. You have dreamed well. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. <laughs> you just make it doing it whatever I <laughs> yeah. do. I like it. I like it. Um, kind of to continue that topic. Are you going to coffee? No? Mm. Come on. Come on. <laughs> didn't continue. You left me hanging. Um, to continue that topic of the importance of building relationships, I think something that kind of comes up every now and again when you're attending uh, network any networking events, you kind of and you always find that one person that's got like an extremely uh, like they're very forceful, aggressive, they got that hard sale approach. And I think that's something that we've found. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's much better to like, be like, honestly genuinely interested in somebody and want to know more and learn more about them and what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, like, that aggressive, aggressive approach really turns people off. Yep. And it's, it's something that they don't typically last. And at least in our environment, they don't, they don't last long. Um, so yeah, I mean, with that, have you guys dealt with any aggressive approaches? Have you ever seen that work in all of your experience in sales? Both of you are really realistically in sales, right? So yeah, you know, uh, you know, we, we've seen it through our network group as well. I mean, we, like I said, we're, we're an eclectic mix of people, um, and uh, you know, our generation is different from from our our parents. Um, you know, hard close used to work, and, and I'm sure in some cases it still does. But a lot of time, what's happening now is uh, millennials are. We're a little bit sensitive, you know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we 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 don't uh, we don't respond well to hard calls. We don't respond well to aggressiveness, and that and, and employers see that when when you know there's aggression between an employer and an employee, it, it never works out very no. well. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, I've said since day one when we started uh, started uh, putting these socials together that you know we build the relationship first. And uh, the business will come because are you more inclined or less inclined to give somebody that you've befriended business? Well, I'd say you're Way more inclined, inclined now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Dusty, have you had any experience with like either being the aggressor or dealing with somebody um, that's like tried those being techniques on you? Yeah, being the aggressor. <laughs> I am the big. I am honestly probably the world's worst salesman to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and I openly say that when I go into accounts, whether I'm talking uh, about beer strategy, um, I'm so bad at this. Honestly, <laughs> please help me. Like, yeah. honestly, I will blatantly say, pardon me. I'm gonna put my salesman pants on for about ten seconds here <laughs> while I get you know uh, where I rock your world with everything I got to say, and then the rest go back to our relationship. Yeah. And that's where really, uh, I mean, a lot of our farm sales uh, for down south have been honestly relative tailgate sales. Mm -hmm. Is that hey, I seen you here follow up with you later, don't force it. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes you do have to push the envelope because everybody has bills to pay. Yep, yep. Um, so there is a timeline that you need to give yourself because of course time is money. Yep. Um, that being said, different environments stress different practices and different angles. Uh, working for a large natural brewer that hey, you need a benchmark to hit or else you don't get your commission, obviously sometimes you need to fast forward and fast track mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. That being said, you just sometimes need to be cr more creative or sometimes spend time on getting to know the person Quicker, Absolutely. Right? Like, I mean, if, if I got to know you more about your business, forget about whatever I have to offer. Mm -hmm. Suddenly your friends, oh my God, like, I want to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is key. And I think you had the nail on the head, just getting the relationship first yeah. is everything. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you, do you notice the difference between, like, the dealing with in the brewery industry versus the farming industry? Is there any different dynamic between, um, like, the sales approach or how you build those relationships? Um... Not especially. Uh, I would say in the farming industry, uh, people's timelines are a lot shorter uh, because, of course, uh, like one of our like our farmers in Florida, mm -hmm. they only have effectively November to April to make their mortgage payment, mm -hmm. or else they're not a customer next year. Mm -hmm. Versus, uh, say, one of our accounts in LCBO or at a bar, 
if we don't make a delivery this week, okay, I'll get you tomorrow. I, I'm sorry, I apologize. Or, okay, I missed this rotational tap at a bar. Okay, we'll get you in October mm -hmm. sort wow. of deal. So we do have that flexibility, at least in the brewing industry. Yeah. But unfortunately, because of the seasonality of agriculture, we're at the mercy of Mother Nature. Have so you noticed too. the big difference between the beer you're selling now, the craft beer, and when you were working for a larger company? Um, it, it's almost like a two-prong approach. One respect is that coming in as the national brewer uh, to certain events, it's like, okay, um, X is here. One of, the, one of the big guys is here. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're on an island, metaphorically. Coming in as a craft brewery, like coming as a nuts, we forged relationships like with Teddy from Mash Paddle. Like I was at the, the dinner in May and great to talk to him. Absolutely. And, and I mean, on that level, I don't make a style of beer that Teddy makes. And we don't make yep. a beer like at Ramblin' Road down at Delhi or, or other breweries in Norfolk or surrounding areas. We all have our certain areas and angles on craft beer that we all want to, that we love. And I think from that perspective of craft beer, we each take our angle and our niche that mm -hmm. we all help each other. With a passion. And yeah. that is so neat that we're all in this, like amazing friends, uh, friendship and networks by basically building the program together. Right, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, and I think, I think that's something that I think I've noticed separates millennials from the older generation is exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. Like all from the exact same industries, but they're all looking to, you're all looking to work together and help each other grow. You're not trying to step over each other or fight each other for anything. You're all working together to make a better product to help each other be more successful, right? right. And then when you, when you have those beer shows or trade shows, um, you're all there, it's all, everybody's happy to see each other. Mm -hmm. It just, it's nice. And we noticed that across the whole networking group where you have, you do have a, quite a few uh, real estate agents or insurance brokers, um, but you don't see anybody um, talking bad about somebody or mm -hmm. you don't, you just don't hear that. It's all, everybody's there. They're like, yeah, that, that person's good. And it's more about uh, driving personalities than it is about who you're, who you're actually sure. uh, dealing with as a competitor. It's like, well, I might get to, I might um, react better to Brett's type of sales than say Dusty's type of sales yeah. or and at that point then it's it's just about personalities instead of mm -hmm. um, competition yeah. absolutely correct I think it's there's an abundance cool. of people out there that want to buy beer mm -hmm. they're not yeah. always going to buy the <laughs> yeah. exact same beer all right. the time so I think it's really cool that you guys can work together mm -hmm. yeah. to sell help push your guys beer in your right. sales and and do that and take on the big guys mm -hmm. And it's important, especially if, like I mean, in their different areas, like as when we go anywhere where that we say we're from hometown Bruco, we're from Norfolk. Mm -hmm. So yes, we talk ab about Blue Elephant. We talk about the other breweries. That, oh yeah, they have that beer. Yeah, uh, you know, we love this beer from that spot. That we, we're not we're not in a silo. Mm -hmm. We need to all grow together for the entire economy, like the yep. entire direct area to grow. For sure. So uh, we're not uh, on a satellite. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I think. You know, Brantford, Brant County, and, and the surrounding areas, they, all these places thrive on local support. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's, I guess what's really exciting is the fact that, you know, you've got locations like Mash Paddle and, and Bell City and, and you know, uh, Hometown Brewery and Ramblin' Road. And, you know, nobody's slandering one over the other. You know, it's, uh, everybody loves each and sorry, unfortunately, product. Brett, we just need to go to break. And yeah. after that, um, we're going to be playing a little bit of game. A little bit of game. We're going to be playing a game. We're going to play a little yeah. game. <laughs> We're going to play a little game. A little game. Toyota Kitchener Rangers Hockey on Rogers TV. That was good. Let's go around again. That's fun. We're just going to finish up now with a great 
uh, stir fry. Again, using some of our prepackaged vegetables that are still really fresh, that are really great for us. Give that a roll, see what you think. What do you think of that? Delicious. And welcome back. Uh, Brett, um, we were just having a great conversation. You <laughs> 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 in my hands again. <laughs> Um, Brett, you were just, do you want to finish your thought on community and working together? Yeah, you know, uh, all I was saying is the fact that, you know, our communities here uh, here in this part of Ontario, we, we really like working together, and mm -hmm. uh, I think that's awesome to see. Um, you know, it's it's still competitive, but it's a, it's a friendly competition, and, uh, you know, you've got people, especially when we're speaking breweries, you've got uh, clientele that goes from Bell City to Mash Paddle to Ramblin' Road to uh, Hometown Brew, and they, everybody finds a beer that they like. I, I think that's the best thing about mm -hmm. being a brewery is you're not brewing one beer. Mm -hmm. You know, you're brewing beers that you know you're gonna you're gonna bring in all these sorts of people and all these different uh, palates. Uh, but when it when it comes to any form of local business, I mean, it's uh, it's exciting to see growth in our community. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And with that, I'm just wondering what's on your uh, your hip there. You guys ready to? I don't know. I think I'm. <laughs> yeah, you're shake it like Shakira. Yeah. We're gonna win. Yeah, ready? you're gonna win. Yeah, okay, so. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, are you guys excited to play this game? Well, I don't know if excited is the word, but uh, <laughs> what are you concerned about? Um, Throwing a hip. Winning, up? really. You know. <laughs> so you're already, you're already doubting your ability to win. No, I'm concerned that I'm going to make him look bad <laughs> with those hips. Your concern? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what are we doing here, Ben? Well, yeah. What's, okay. What's, what's so basically, this game. So last week we had the pie in the face yeah. with a big breaking. There's not going to be any kind of breaking news this week. Um, at least I don't think so. Well, are you guys pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Actually, don't tell my family. <laughs> um, Sorry, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we played the pie in the face game uh, last week with. Can um, we play that again? Pardon? No, I didn't. Uh, oh. It's not here tonight. Oh, um, today we're gonna. I don't even know what this game is called, um, but it's called the Booty Terrible. Box. Booty box. Booty box. Booty box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the name. <laughs> I, just I don't know what up. it's called. It's the booty, yeah, booty, booty box. Booty box. <laughs> um, so uh, what you're gonna do is you're gonna uh, stand up. Yeah. And then you've got the Kleenex box full of ping pong balls. Okay. Yep. Um, attached to your backside. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out the right word backside. to use yep. there. Yep. Your backside. backside. Um, and then it's the goal of the game is to be the first one to empty out your Kleenex box okay. of all the um, of all the ping pong balls. Kay. Um, so off with that, off your backside, yeah, mm -hmm. backside, backside, backside. Okay. Um, so why don't you gentlemen stand up? Do you, guys, no do you guys have any experience performing yeah, on a know, stage, shaking it? or Back in my, <laughs> back when I was an infant, I had a lot of experience with this. This is actually how we start our Monday morning brewery meetings. That's right. It's <laughs> by doing booty box bop. So <laughs> it's booty box. Hey, drop that down. That's cheating. Drop it? Drop, drop that it like down. it's hot. Check remind that. Oh, yeah, man. Okay, is that, is that better for you? It's called booty box. That's well, booty not box. Brett's box. is a lot lower. Okay, not back box. <laughs> All right. Okay, does everyone okay. see where my, my box is? So see, much lower. Check cheating. the camera. Okay, guys. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> I think I win. Come on. <laughs> Yo, Brett's the winner. You're done. <laughs> Hey, if you're not first, you're last. That's all I know. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> guys, that was guys. awesome. Thank yeah. you for being good sports about <laughs> no that. Kind of just, you guys stepped into the studio and we're like, yeah, we got Kleenex box with ping pong balls. What? What? Here we go. Ball away. <laughs> Come on. This is rigged. <laughs> you know, honestly, my yeah. favorite part about the whole TV show yeah. was this. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it. I'm glad I won. Yeah. We need an hour segment <laughs> strictly. <laughs> <to that. laughs> really appreciate you guys coming on today. Um, it was awesome to, to have you yeah. guys both. No, in thanks here. very much for having us. Um, for having us. With that, I mean, the, with relationships and building, like you guys, I met you 
probably or we met you probably a year, many year or so ago. Ago. many moons yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long yeah, time yeah exactly. Back yeah. when we were children. <laughs> yeah. And Dusty, um, you had came come out to a, a London event, I yeah. believe, right? At Anderson. Correct. Um, yes. And and with that, just in that short period of time, like it seems like it, we're able to build these relationships so quick and work together, and it's it's really cool that we've been able to do that. Yeah. Um, so with that, I'm going to say thank you again because I tried to wrap up too soon before. Yeah. Um, well. Thank you. <laughs> now you know. So thank you guys. Thank you for uh, watching with us tonight. And Matt Joniak. Thank you, Matt yeah. Joniak. And filming. thank you, Matt, Fat for filming Panda. with uh, Dusty on set. And here's Sean Mulrain. Have a great night. Uh, my name is Sean thank Mulrain. Thank you. Um, I build guitars here in Brantford, Mulrain Guitars. Uh, I have a lot of lovely musical friends, such as Corey Mercer and Eric Mills and Steve Elmo Murphy and a lot of other great people here in town. Thank you very much to... Uh, to Ben and Brett and the whole Millennial Group for having me today. Um, this is a song that I wrote when I was 12 years old down in St. Williams, Ontario, sitting on a rainy window. Um, but all I knew was three chords, so I used all three of them very strategically. Rogers TV viewer response line. Email us or connect with us on social media. Tuesday at 7, Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. 
At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. I'm Phil Scott, and I've been a volunteer here at Rogers for over 35 years. What I enjoy at Rogers is talking to different people in the community, and whether you're in the studio or working on a mobile, you really get to learn the professional way of, of doing things. You can come into Rogers not knowing anything, and they teach you everything. Rogers TV, Brantford. Hey everyone, and welcome to Ringers vs. Regulars. I'm your host, Justin Fota. We've got a familiar face returning to the show this week as Season 1 winner Doug Hoffman is back and he'll partner with his son Dave. They'll be taking on our team of Jackie Reed and Jeff Bird in a best-of-five match. Before we get going, let's meet our competitors. I started playing pool when I was about 18, 19. Uh, my dad introduced me to the game. I used to go to the uh, corner bars or whatever to watch him shoot. Um, we, uh, then I took up the game, and I've been playing for about 30 years and I've enjoyed it ever since. I started when I was about 16, so like, there's a bar used to be called the Imperial Pool Room, and I used to practice there all the time with a lot of good shooters. Uh, I gave it up for a while, then I went back about 45, 50 years ago, and I, I liked it, so I continued. We've played pretty much all my life together, like since I was a teenager, and uh, watching each other shoot pool uh, in tournaments. If we go into partners, for some reason we're not too good together, but I think that's, well, I rely on him because he has a good shot a lot, but um, I think I've taught him how to play shape, though. <laughs> but uh, other than that, other than that uh, We've uh, 